most Limp Bizkit music is fucking ripped off of other bands. Yes, as is most My generation popular. is just fucking The Who. Oh, and, like, Hot Dog is just Nine Inch Nails. What, you, you mean Rage Rock wasn't really a thing? I, I mean... That's oh, what that's it was. A, I, I'd never heard it called that. I always heard Lumpjin is just alternative. No, it's, it's the dumbest it's, category in the it's planet. It's Rage Rock the slash the start of new Metal in some ways. Kind of like disturbed, perfected, and invented new Metal, and other people have taken it other directions since. It was Limp Bizkit and Disturbed. Two sides of a yeah. two sides of one coin, where it's like one of you is weirdly socially okay, like on MTV all the time. One of you at the time was a defendably okay band, but you both were kind of doing the same thing from totally different angles. One of you was integrating rap as another instrument as part of your music, which happened to be metal. One of you was putting metal on top of kind of shitty rap to make up for how shitty the rap was. And ultimately <laughs> you wound up with kind of the same thing, which was just people being pissed off about stuff. Oh, the actual Godfather or like quote-unquote founders of new metal is corn, but that's splitting hairs. Corn's corn, just corn. Corn also found our there corn is the band that discovered Limp Biscuit, like No, and that's the thing. Predecessor. Corn's just corn. Corn is still alternative and it's I only say that because they're not angry enough or rap enough or electronic enough to ever fully go the distance and become new metal. No, it's, they definitely are. Between the beatboxing and then they had all kinds of, like, for for electronic, they worked with goddamn Skrillex. <laughs> yeah, but they never stuck with one thing. It was always like, and here's the new thing we're doing. For better or worse, all Disturbed stuff kind of sounds universal, as does Limp Bizkit stuff, for better or uh, worse. No, there's definitely inferior Disturbed albums. <laughs> I'm not saying there's not bad Disturbed, but there's kind of an overarching, like, this is Disturbed. Yeah. This is Limp Bizkit. Korn's like, in this CD, we fixed the singer's nasal passage. Oh, in this CD, we rebroke the singer's nasal passage. Man, in this CD, we were super obsessed with dolls. That's that's a weird thing to admit to, Corn. Issues. Uh, yeah, you knew exactly what I was talking about. I knew which album just by the album cover. Yeah, in this, we wanted to do a music video where a bullet travels really slowly, and the rest of the album. Oh, it fucking sucks. But that music video is really cool, right? Yeah, it hasn't aged super well, Corn. Uh, Follow the Leader? Yeah. Um, I feel like there's another good track or two off of that one. Not much, though. Corn had, like, one or two good songs in the album. Yeah. Um, I mean, Follow the Leader isn't their best album. No, it's not. Um, I was a bigger fan of uh, Untouchables. I, all I know is I went to school with this kid in middle school who was, like, the head... Life's not bad. Um... No, you're right. This one's definitely one of the more barren ones. Yeah, it's it's a bad album. All I know is I went to school with a kid who was the hardest, and I do mean like the hardest corn fan. But he was also one of the like most preppy polo shirt wearing, bleach tip, like multiple polo shirt wearing motherfuckers I've ever known. So it's like, yeah, corn. You gotta get your dad to drive him over to the over to the concert in a Beamer and sit outside while you rat while you rage out with us degenerates. No, I'd never actually go to a corn concert. That's dangerous. It's corn. What's gonna happen? The lead singer's dreadlocks are gonna come off and kill you by accident. Like that's the most dangerous possibility there. I mean, is this a person I know? I don't think so. Okay, this was back in like middle school. 
Oh, okay, then yeah, I wouldn't know them. The hardest corn fan, and it was like, yeah, I'm big into corn. That's cute. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> You're a big System of a Down fan, Charlie. Yeah, I, I like the Chop Suey. Big fan mm-hmm. of that Pogo song. Um, kind of fucking hate toxicity, but you know, you take what you can get. <laughs> Deer Dance and uh, Needles. Jet Pilot. How can you not like corn? Well, first off, because they spell corn with a K. That's my first indicator I might not like the band. <laughs> Secondly, have you heard the lead singer? I'm Jewish, and I also, and even I find his voice nasally and annoying. Jonathan Davis. Oh, boy. One oh. of the most annoyingly distinctive voices in the metal genre. <laughs> I like the, the just the sheer high pitchness that, that that word ended with. No, it's that's how high that question mark is. What do we classify this as? Metal? No, it's it's not quite metal. No, it's the, that's the classification. It's metal. What else is in there? <laughs> ah, summer disturbs later work. Limp biscuit. Basically, all of rage rock. It's the thing when people call Lincoln Park metal that they're wrong about, but that's what they're referring to. The metal category. <laughs> <laughs> the new category we just founded metal by chemical romance fits there aren't they emo yes but the, it explains the weird overlap occasionally mm-hmm. well your girlfriend is not going to want to talk to either of us after this conversation <laughs> she's going to disown both of us she's heard way too many of my conversations about how Fred Durst is underappreciated for what he is the man who brought back <laughs> the backwards baseball cap <laughs> He's done nothing else good, but he brought back the backwards baseball cap, and for that I must salute him. <laughs> Bringing back the New York Yankees hat on a guy from Florida? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah, to each their own. He had a red hat for a while. I was unclear if Fred Durst had hair for a while. He didn't. <laughs> I know. Um, Hence the hat. Yeah. Well, he's not bald. Just didn't right have now. hair. Just sh- Shaving is shaving your head was kind of a thing back then. I was kind of hoping there was like a brain case under the hat or something, like <laughs> Krang style, just like a glass cage with some metal strapping and the brain and the hat was to cover that. So it was allowed out in society. It's like, you are involved in the new metal. Yes, yes, we must take away your scalp and replace it with this brain case. But, but wear a hat over it, it's fine. So this is about to turn into a you and me moment, because... Uh, the segue I have from that one is back when I was a little kid, me and my friends used to watch Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Yep. And one of my friends' long-standing, like, headcanon is that Double D underneath his hat is just his brain. Because every single time they actually, like, take Double D's hat off, You never like, see it, yeah. And you never see it. So everything you're describing with Fred Durst... Uh, was my friend's conspiracy theory about Double D from Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Well, so there are, there are two conspiracy theories about that show, ultimately. One of which is that show actually takes place in Purgatory. I have heard that one. I like the that one. The other one is that Double D grows up to become Fred Durst. Welcome to the Wicked Awesome Cast, episode 16. Holy crap, wait for 16. As always, I'm Charlie, and I'm joined by the um, now famous for being told to suck it by the voice actor of Gurr, Jeff. Thank you for doing that, by the way. As, as much as I shouldn't be putting disses on my highlights in my life, that, like, 
I like went to my friends. I'm like, guys, senpai noticed me. It's... Like, I I I didn't expect to get dissed by is it Ricky Simmons, um, in my lifetime, or to have him ever acknowledge me. So I'm gonna go right into my week so we can talk about the robot fest specifically him. That dude is fucking chill. We hung out for a while afterwards, kind of hanging out, talking because he's like, yeah, I've been stuck behind this table for a while and. My girlfriend wanted to go off to this bug exhibit. He's like, oh, is that where they're releasing all the butterflies? And she looks at him and goes, yes. So we spent a t- we spent ten minutes talking to him about, like, butterfly releases and races and shit like that. I'm like, I need to tell Jeff about this. This is fucking weird. <laughs> did you film any of it? I did not, because um, it was kind of like, okay, we did our thing. Let's just hang out and talk to the dude for a little bit because he seems to be bored and wanted to talk to the people. And it was like, yeah. So my girlfriend at one point was a really big follower of the guy who did the art for Invader Zim, the guy behind Johnny the Homicidal Maniac, and Jonan Vasquez. That sounds right. And he's the one who wrote Zim, and he does all the art for. Uh, I mean, he writes Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. Yeah, no, she she used to be a, is was I probably still is technically a huge fan of his work. And yep. as it turns out, the guy behind the guy behind Gurr has known him since they were teenagers. So it was just mm-hmm. kind of fun. She's like, I, I gotta ask, what like, do you have a good relationship? He's like, oh yeah, it's fantastic. I lived with him at one point, which we were supposed to ask, did you ever see the sun when you lived with him? No, no, you had to walk around the house with a maglite. <laughs> yeah, that, that sounds like his level or the interesting, very odd thing that is his creativity. I think the exact quote was roughly something along the lines of it could be 100 degrees out in California, high noon, and you'd need a flashlight to walk around the apartment because that's how dark it was. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That was well, not awesome. It's, oh, these are like the weird stories I never expected to happen in my lifetime. It was like Zim's gone and everything that you loved and was with it is just been knocked off a cliff like uh i'm like a huge fan of invaders in my mom for christmas christmas got me these uh pint glasses that say on them uh one says children your performance was miserable your parents will be contacted and and, uh instructed to love you all less and the other one and then the other one says uh the lesson here children is that dreams end in hideous implosions (laughs) Yeah, no, so uh, for those of you who don't watch the channel, um, we did an Unplugged for it. This was at the Robot Toy Fest. It's a fun little convention. I got to fulfill a very weirdly specific, long-standing Charlie dream, which is, and this is when I out myself as a giant nerd, aside from having a video game channel and a podcast about video games. um, My parents were super anti-Power Rangers when I was growing up, and I would have straight up... Apparently, I yeah, and I would have stra- trend. I would have straight up murdered someone for the Megazord. The rest of that stuff, fucking shit, couldn't have cared. But it was my first exposure to Mecha, and like the things I'd have would have done as a little kid to have gotten a Mechazord toy or the Dragon Zord are dark, disturbing, and dangerous. And mm-hmm. as one might expect from a place called the Robo Toy Fest, you could buy. The Megazord's mm-hmm. there, and there was the moment of, I could buy a Megazord and make, like, five-year-old Charlie super happy. How much is it for my nostalgic childhood? That's not too much money for me to do the stupid thing. Nice. So, yeah, me and my girlfriend never break up. I have to put it in the shame closet or I'll never get laid ever again. 
Oh, Jesus. Just sitting there on my shelf like, you bought this fucker. And I'm like, I did. I did. Some purchases you just have to live with. I... Some purchases, like, you immediately regret and also are super happy to get it. And we'll, we'll maybe we'll talk about this topic more at some point. I have a really kind of fucked up story behind why owning this thing is super important to me. Like, there, there's, like there are, there's lore around the fucking Megazord. Don't give a rat's ass about Power Rangers. But I've always been super into the mecha stuff from that thing where it's like, No, they combine to make shit! That's the coolest! You just completed a 20-year-long quest. I... You don't Collect know... Collect your XP and five gold. I, you don't know how, like, right you are. Like, this is one of those things where it's like, if this was a video game, this is one of those, like, oh, you've, you've ranked up in the Guild of Charlie by completing this quest. Man, mm. I hate 30-hour side quests. <laughs> it's as big as the DLC. Pretty much. Pretty much. Nice. Yeah, no, uh, so there was that, there was Robot Toy Fest, um, been playing a lot of Doom, been playing some Dark Souls, oh, I, other thing I did, I saw Amon Amarth. Really? Amon Amarth, finished, so, to back up a step, Amon Amarth is a, um, Viking metal band. If that sentence makes no sense, congrats, you're, with the, you're in the majority of the rest of the world. They are a metal band that all their lyrics are inspired by Vulcan, Viking culture, specifically folklore and mythology, which is kind of cool. They are famous in my family for, up until recently, their set for their show was a goddamn Viking battleship with the head and stuff used to breathe flames or cryo. They're I now to touring- see them when they had it. Yeah. I think you did, too. I did, too. They're, they're now touring with a giant uh, Viking helmet, which is also cool because the drum, the drum kit's up on top of it. Nice. But I saw them and ticked off a weird metalhead fandom moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember the hockey jerseys? Hockey jerseys. They make them... Oh, they do have a Monomarth hockey jerseys. I did see that picture. I yep, forget which but, team's game they were at. Uh, so they did a second, they did a new version of the hockey jerseys. Because this was the North America tour, they have USA with the A and the kind of fancy Amon Amarth script on it, and then Viking mm-hmm. 11 on the back. And the thing is a horrible combination of red, white, and blue. It's like, oh, Amon Amarth, you understand your fans. Nice. So I, I, I'm continuing my weird band-based hockey jersey collection. Nice. Yeah, no, they were fun. I I played a bunch of Dark Souls in honor of a Monomarth. Really, I'm like, yeah, this will get me back into Dark Souls. And I was making some real progress. I really digging that game for a little while, and then I hit the wall I've hit in every single Dark Souls game, which is always the Poison Swamp level. Mm-hmm. I may persevere. I don't think I'm going to. I, it's... I. That game does a lot of really cool things with environments. What they choose to do with the Poison Swamp stuff every single game. It's like, nah, I understand this game's kind of unfair and cheap. This is too far. This is mm-hmm. this goes from difficult to, nah, this just fucking sucks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I played that. Played some Overwatch, which we'll be talking about later, because... That's our major topic of the week. Pretty boring week besides that, though. Still digging yep. the Doom. Still digging the Doom. Hmm. Yeah. 
What'd you bring oh, up to Jeff? Glad to hear that uh, Doom's getting some longevity out of it. Yeah, it's... So now we have to get, do a double take with that game. Uh, it's... We'll talk... Uh, so, we're actually going to talk about Doom when we're talking about Overwatch later, because the two are weirdly comparable, and I'm not sure I'd recommend Doom, but I'm really enjoying Doom. Like, that game does an amazing number of things right, but you have to be really into a very specific type of first-person shooter to enjoy Doom. Mm-hmm. Like, it has mass appeal, but the people that will really enjoy it are the people that appreciate, like, what makes Doom Doom, and you're a fan of Doom 3, which means you like horror games. Say, I mi- yeah. that means I missed the point. <laughs> yeah, you, you, yeah, you, it's the... Go, if, you're, if you're a real fan of Doom and you go back and play Doom 3, you're like, man, there's a long time before you kill anything in this game. That's not right for Doom. Mm-hmm. In this game, you kill something in the first 30 seconds, so it's like, no, they, they get what Doom is. Mm-hmm. No, it's, yeah, so what have you been up to? So I've got, like, ten things written down here. Go for it. Um, so I'll start with the, like, my life thing, which was it was my younger brother's graduation this weekend, so congrats to him on getting out of college somehow. That's kind of like a high school uh, joke. <laughs> no, he finally graduated college. Um, so we did that, um, it was a complete shit show, his college campus clearly had no idea how to fucking run roads, so we wound up having to, like, it took, like, a fucking hour to get out of there, um, so we wound up being, like, an hour late to the restaurant, that said, the place we went to has the best chicken parm on the goddamn planet, so that kind of compensated. It's all, it's all coming full circle here at the Food Topics. We should just do a food um, cast at some point. Food just cast. Here's what I love. <laughs> fucking burgers are the best, and I will knife fight you over it kind of thing. Oh, man. Oh, now I want another fucking the cheeseburger from hell or whatever it was. The, uh, the heavy metal burger place yeah, out here? The, yeah, Dimu Burger. It's not Dimu Burger. That's Grilla Mall. Grilla Mall. Dimu Burgers from fucking Metalocalypse. Um, it's basically that restaurant. It basically is, though, yeah. Um, but they're fantastic burgers. Um, but I did that. I went to my brother's graduation, which was, eh. I wound up having to stand for the whole fucking thing, and oh, that, that was sucks. not so fun. It's a graduation. Um, You're there to clap for one person's 30-second yeah. moment of glory and hear a public speaker go, meh, 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 education, meh, 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 future, meh, 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 won't be here next year. Yeah, pretty much. My uh, younger brother, his finals all finished like a week before the actual walking, so every single kid in the audience was hungover as fuck. Sounds about right. Um, Many kids got up to go and throw up in the bathroom. I Throughout the... Uh, the classier thing. move is have a vomit bag attached to the inside of your robe. That was oh, yes. my move. Yeah, you need to have the in-flight bag in I... the, fr- at the back of the chair in front of you. Got um, smarter, not harder, man. Yeah. <laughs> Go in the person in front of you's hood. Yeah. Everyone's got one. <laughs> you get points for doing that, though. Yeah. Um, what are they going to do, not graduate you at that point? Yeah, I know. Well, they going to take back my piece of paper for puking in some kid's hood. <laughs> um, they could potentially get you arrested for assault. <laughs> um, is vomiting assault, really? Uh, if you're in prison, it certainly is. <laughs> Fair. Um, so I did that. Um, I have to move on to an apology to Charlie oh. for when he said, isn't Okami the game with a half hour 
uh, beginning, and I was like, I don't remember it that way. I was wrong. I remember. I'm like, I think he's wrong, but I'll let him believe this lie he's concocted for himself. I remember that start of that game fucking sucking. <laughs> Fortunately, I'm at the part where the game starts getting fun, and so far I am actually having a ton of fun with the game, but the, uh, definitely some, uh, some shit. <laughs> yeah, no, that was, uh, I'm like, I, I'm like, I remember it so vividly because I got up to go to the bathroom twice and expected it to be done and both times was like, why is this still running? What the fuck? So I had the worst scenario ever, which was um, a, this is one of those old games that'll let you quit the game not very intelligently without saving. So, without saving, yeah. so I made it through the entire first thing. I was standing in front of the save point, and I was like, "Okay, the aspect ratio is wholly fucked up." But it's the first time it's let you control anything, so I. I'm like, okay, adjust this, adjust that. And it's like, would you like to save these settings? Or would you like to exit or whatever? I'm like, what? Exit the... Or would you like to save these settings? Yes. And then it's like, okay, exit. And I'm like, oh, that means exit the menu, right? Shuts off the fucking game. I'm like, no! <laughs> Gotta so, save that opening a second time. That's an hour so, of your life you've wasted now on Okami's intro. So... Between finishing Okami's intro and the first thing, in the first save point, which is about 10 feet after the first intro, is 16 minutes and 31 seconds. Um, I figured you would appreciate the exactness of that figure. You can play two League of Legends matches in the time, (laughs) or one League of Legends match in the time it took you to get past the intro to Okami. You can't even uh, forfeit a League of Legends match in that amount of time, I meant the half hour. Uh, well, it's or it's sixteen minutes, not sixty. No, but you got two out of it. Well, I guess that yeah, that makes that a half. Yeah, hour. it does. Um, so that sucked. But the rest of the game's fantastic. Oh no, that that game is great, except for that intro. Yeah, that said, that intro, I'm beginning to like be reminded that it's a Shamrock game and things I didn't pick up on because, like, mm. like wait a minute, wait, this is just a boob joke. God damn it, let me play the game. I'm not having my whole day held up so you can make a tits joke on a character that's fucking 2D. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, they spent a lot of time dwelling on something. Like, God damn it, Shamrock. I know this is your bed and butter, but come on. Clover, not Shamrock. Or Clover. Yes. Yeah, it, no, I've. There, there are some, what I would call the bad parts of Platinum <laughs> are very much on display in every game Clover made, where it's like, the good parts were there too, but it's like, I'm glad you guys toned back some of this bullshit, because it was... hilarious to say, considering Bayonetta. (laughs) You've also played God Hand, like... I have played God Hand. (laughs) You understand that, like, Bayonetta is a, someone's like, maybe we shouldn't make some of these jokes in the future. The thing is, is, like, Bayonetta at least, like, owned up to it, whereas the other games are more likely to shoehorn it. Yeah. Where it's like, Bayonetta, it's like, hey, we can, you know, take a few seconds and make so waste some time animating an amazing boob jiggle f- couple of frames. Whereas the other games would have just, like, stuck in a random character's tits on the front of the screen. It's like, wait a minute, this is a kid's game. Like... <laughs> Nothing Clover made was a kid's game. Yeah. Even if it was or Okami's not supposed to be. Yeah. No, it's supposed to be that adult. It's a painting game about a wolf. No, it's not. Yep. So, there, there's been that. Um, so, on from that, um, I got to see. I too went to a concert this weekend. Oh. 
I got to go see the band Caravan Palace. Is that a good which, thing or a bad thing? Uh, well, I'm in favor of Fantastic, but um, it. <laughs> I have the strangest fucking taste in music because of like, I, I I listened to like Lamb of God and Devil Driver the whole way home afterward. Um, so they're an electro swing group, which is the strange hodgepodge. It, feel free to laugh. I, no, I. You, you seem I, to want to. I, I I've run into you electro swing fans. I kind of want to smack you and yell, it's not music, you fuckers. Oh, uh, no, it's music. Way more than so much other shit that's out there at this moment. I could make Electro swing by dropping a bunch of instruments down a set of stairs, though. It would sound roughly the same. God, no. This band's actually talented. Fair. There's a lot the of who do swing. Most of the people play, like, four instruments on stage. Like, it's like Dropkick Murphy style. Like, hey, you get the banjo. Fair. Like... Well, there isn't a banjo, but, like, tossing instruments back and forth and stuff, like, they're really talented. I, my um, bias is born of I was dragged to an Electro Swing concert by an ex a long time ago, where mm-hmm. one of the band members was the instrument, they had a bunch of, like, bells and shit on their outfit, and uh. something happened that they couldn't get the outfit to make sound. <laughs> it was terrible. It was like, this is, this is fucking miserable. Like, it, it was one of those times where... I think I saw. I think I saw get, like someone get curb stomped after the concert to outside or something. Like a weird hmm. fight broke out, and it's. I refer to that as that time I saw someone get curb stomped after the worst concert I've ever been to. It was like nine bands, equally worse than each other, and all at the same time topping each other in like hipster bullshitness. Where it's like, oh, we're a washboard band. Okay, the washboards are electrified. Put through a synthesizer. I hate you. <laughs> Yeah, that that the words "I hate you" belong there with that yep. other one, but um, we got to see them and that was a ton of fun. Um, so my my me and my roommate finally went out and got a TV for the PlayStation Four. That's nice. And I played the first uh, probably up through like chapter five of um, Uncharted Four. So, without giving too many spoilers, people who haven't played the game. Um, obviously it wouldn't be spoilers to you, but I'm at the part. I finally got into a point in the game where Sully's back in it, so I'm yeah. happy to see him again. Um, I've been introduced to the brother, and it's actually funny because I've been like, me and my roommate, I've been at work, and we have a co-worker who's huge into the game. And we've just been like spitballing, like, hey, this could happen, this could happen, this could happen. Yeah, they could go this way with this angle, and... It seems that the person refuses to answer directly, but it seems like we've guessed most of the plot pretty directly. It's an uncharted game. Play out the they game. all yeah. have the same plot. Like, it's... The, yes. All the beats are there. There's just some really cool stuff in between those beats. Yep. So, I'm excited to get to play more of that game. And I actually wound up having an interesting experience, which was... So, this is not Uncharted 4 related. This is PlayStation 4 related. So, we were at the store... And I'm looking through the games, and I found, for half price, a game I wanted. Which was J-Stars versus Plus. Fuck yeah, you dude! Which I got for like 20 bucks. That's the right price to pay for that game. Because every time I've seen it, it's like on Steam for like 40 and I'm like, Fuck that noise! This game is not that good. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm playing the game. And I did basically the same thing we did in friggin', um... Extra Life? In Extra Life, where it's like, okay, you can either play as Yuffie, um, Naruto, Ichigo, or Inuyasha? Uh, no, Inuyasha's not part of that, I don't think. I think that's the options. It was um, 
uh, Ichigo, Naruto. There's a fourth one. I'm Luffy. trying to figure out. Maybe it may one, have been a, maybe the chef guy. I don't know. I don't remember who the fourth one was. It may have been a character from like uh, um, Yu Yu Hakusho. Maybe. Um, but I was that like, well, uh, to me, the obvious answer was Ichigo. Yeah, it's and then that time too. Yep. So the first time through, when we ran into Naruto, it by the time you've been running into Naruto, you're now in multi-person fights. And I spent my entire time just hunting down Naruto and beating him. I'm like, come here, come here, my wish fulfillment. <laughs> <laughs> but did you get your roommate with the Bobobo moment? No, we have not reached Bobobo yet. Oh, that's a shame. He, I do believe he knows that Bobobo's in here, but I don't. I still don't think he's ready for if when Bobobo arrives. If he listens Bobo to the arrive. podcast, he's aware Bobobo's in there. But you're not ready for it, no matter what you think. He does listen to the podcast, but... Uh, I don't know how up to date he is. <laughs> he hasn't come to me asking me weird questions, so I don't think he's seen the he's listened to the anime one yet. Or sorry, the anime Boston one yet. Everything is porn. <laughs> give up. Everything is porn. Give up. Ex- exactly. Um. So that was my week, but I had a ton of fun doing all that stuff. So when are you gonna buy Destiny? <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> You're gonna buy it, and you know it. I'm not into loot horror games. Such a good loot horror game, though. <laughs> yes, but that's not... That's like me being like, Charlie, try this MOBA. <laughs> I did. It's called Overwatch. <laughs> Overwatch is not a MOBA. That's, that's Battleborn, yeah. You're, okay, that'll give you. <laughs> I guess I gotta amend that some. I was talking to someone else, and they're like, Yeah, Battleborn on a console. Fucking terrible. Battleborn on a PC... A lot better. Still not amazing, but a lot better. Oh, Battleborn got crushed. Yeah. Do you hear about the uh, statistics on that one? Or at least what my roommate... Or you wouldn't have heard it from my roommate, but my roommate told me about it. Um, I know Steam was sending me a bunch of, hey, the game is, like, down at 30 bucks already, so... That is one thing that's true. Yeah, I, I didn't so, know what the crush was. They had, I think, during their, like, double XP weekend... There was only like 2,000 people playing Battleborn in, in North America. There were more people playing Borderlands 2 at the time. Damn. So, unfortunately, uh, Battleborn is appearing to be a overwhelming flop. Has... That said, say that said, me and my roommate do intend to keep playing it, and I actually did meet, like, I think a group of three people I'll probably try and play with again that were, like, just the ultimate in, like, they said when they were in trouble, they talked about how to, like, I'm getting flanked from here, and then they were super funny and wicked polite, and they were, like, totally great, and then they friend-requested me after the game. Yeah. I'm gonna double down on what I said, which is, if you're already a fan of MOBAs, I can imagine that game being pretty interesting to you. If you're not already interested in that type of gameplay, the whole formula is kind of a, eh, I'm gonna steer clear. But, like, it's, I kind of want to play that game because... It does look interesting, but at the same time, it's like, nah, it's, I, I know what it is, and it's like, it's not a shooter, really. It's a MOBA, and there's something wrong with that, but I won't get that same, like, twitchy headshot-style stuff I think FPSs should have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's... Yeah, no, it, it's a MOBA first and FPS second. And then the PvE stuff is, goes back to being a first-person shooter. Because you build, you build a little differently in the, uh... PVE because you're building much more I hate minions than yeah. you are I hate people. But at the same time it's still the same fundamental background where it's you're building up a character in match, not necessarily out over the span of multiple games. Yes. Yeah. 
that's I guess the crushing of Battleborn might as well bring us to our news topic. Mm-hmm. So, um, ESPN and Riot are in talks to broadcast the LCS on ESPN. For $500 million. Yeah! Riot insists that they're not doing it. <laughs> At I, least last I checked. I thought they were still in negotiation for it. Oh. I thought Riot was insisting that, it wa- that no negotiations were happening. That um, said, ESPN is the one that broke the news, so... Yeah, I, I kind of <laughs> trust it, but not that I make an active habit of trusting ESPN, but I could kind yeah. of believe that, you know... That might be a factual thing if ESPN saying it. So yeah, I believe TBS is actually currently trying to get the exact same deal going with Counter Strike. Yeah, what They're do you think? Definitely advertising of that? on Twitch. I think it's kind of the natural progression. Um, it's going to be interesting to have like scheduled commercials as opposed to Twitch's like, you just signed in. Here's a fucking commercial. Commercials. Yeah. Um. It may enable them to actually open up to a new demographic of commercialization in a good way of like, hey, we were able to wring Coca-Cola dry for some money, and actually, you know, our players were able to eat this week. Please, the brand of, of Coke that will apply to esports is full throttle. <laughs> uh, balls. Um. <laughs> they also make balls? Uh, I don't know who owns balls. Who knows? Though you are right, Coke actually does own full throttle. But, yeah. I mean, Monster already actively sponsors teams. Yeah, um, but Monster's also Evil the genius. Coke. Yeah. Or no, Mo- Monster's actually owned by, like, Hanson's Health Drinks. That sounds about right. Yeah, they're owned by, like, the strangest fucking company. No, that's how it always Full works. Full throttle's owned by um, Coke. Coke. Amp's owned by Mountain Dew. That's Mountain owned by Dew, Pepsi. I think, is owned by Pepsi. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Amp is just fancy Mountain Dew. It says so on the can. Like, it's... Pretty much, For yeah. a while, it was Amped Mountain Dew, and I'm like, what does this mean? Yeah. Mountain Dew from a can? That's not right. Double-sized can. Yeah. Oh, I will say we are presently living in the time of this... I talked about this with my roommate. Um, at the time of this recording, we are living in the future I wanted, which is I can go to a store, and they have those, like, displays of soda cans... And it has regular Mountain Dew, Pitch Black, and Baja all together. <laughs> mm, that's not bad. You can get Baja to have a Taco Bell. Yes, you don't have to go to Taco Hell to get Baja anymore. <laughs> well, um, the other, th- I mean, on an offshoot of things you can get out of Taco Bell now, I believe Old El Paso is now selling a nacho cheese... Uh, taco. Uh, so now you can get the Doritos Loco Taco without having to go to Taco Bell. I've eaten a Taco Bell twice in my entire life, and I didn't have a bad experience with it, but everyone else I've known that's called a Taco Bell fan has, like, this sadistic, masochistic relationship with mm-hmm. them to the point where it's like, no, just stop eating it. it <laughs> hey, I'm celebrating stuff food. getting out of Taco Bell. Yeah. Definitely with the, um, the thing is, is the Doritos Loco Taco, the shell is fantastic. It's a goddamn Dorito. Yeah. This is the, this is where tacos were always heading. This is technology's progression. Yeah. Food <laughs> science. And they finally, now I can go home and cook real ground beef from a cow and make my own Doritos Loco Taco. Yeah, it's fair. No, it's, I've, I've, I've known some people that were super like, oh, I run like a Taco Bell. I'm like, no, no. The fact that you run four miles and then consume Taco Bell have defeated all of the point of the exercise. Like, yes, you may be skinny, but that may be just from the amount of 
fluid and dehydration leaving your body and not the exercise. Yeah, grease and running, not a good combo. Yeah, no, it, yeah. Moving on from that one to more <laughs> esports news. So, um, in kind of the same vein as the ESPN thing, uh, the Pac-12, the uh, Pacific 12 to you non-sports people out there, like me and Jeff, it's the actually the um, football and college uh, college sport conference, not football specifically. That's just what I'm stuck dealing with the most of the West Coast, and they're gonna start doing esports broadcasts. And they're going to start kind of forming their own league, as best I can tell. So, that's a thing. Sounds like they're trying to usurp the College League back from League of Legends. Yeah, it seems that way. I, The big thing is the Pac-12 has, like, five TV networks. And they're, it's it's a big deal where I am. Like, it's most definitely yeah. a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's it's definitely really cool. League of Legends already has a college circuit that they broadcast i mean to them it probably cost them fuck nothing yeah they pay two casters they don't have to fly in anyone they just have them play across the internet and then for like one day they fly the guys in and sell tickets like to them it's just like the probably the easiest money they've ever made you know the the news i found on this kind of implied it's like no it turns out a bunch of teams that are a bunch of the schools that make up the pac-12 are already like the top rank ones and heroes of the dorm anyway so it's kind of a natural progression which Kind of cool in my book. Yeah, no, definitely. Like, a lot of our earlier discussions of, like, will esports get that big are exploding, like, this week. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, there's, there's a thing going on. So, yeah. um, uh, you want your good news or your bad news first? Um, let's see. Hmm. We have a good topic this week, so I'll take my good news now and my bad news later, so I'm depressed right. for the topic. It'll make cool. you enjoy it. Cool. The, um... The Eve War is basically over. Uh, as someone who followed this war as closely as I did, I'm sad to see it end. But I guess I want to just talk about this for a quick second because... It's always sad to see a good war end. <laughs> it's, it's always sad to see something that cool in a kind of fan community space come to an end. And I am now super looking forward to this weird universe that is that is Eve at this point. So for those who weren't following it, it was basically a war against the largest group in the game funded by casinos in game so now the entire eve space is kind of being patrolled and run by casino moguls this is amazing yes that's why i thought it was news like we've gone from essentially the imperium being overthrown by a kind of infinite mercenary army funded by the gambling houses of the eve universe to what we have now which is the Imperium's still kind of there. It's retreated back to a very small specter of space. And the reality was, like, if you followed this news as much as I did, they were always going to lose. Goon Swarm was big, but it wasn't as powerful as people thought it was. It was way stretched too thin and stuff like that. But what's more impressive is they've now gone on to basically prove that there are a handful of EVE players that have the resources to overthrow and kind of actually directly control EVE as it is. Well, because they have that much in-game currency, which I find cool as shit. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's absolutely amazing. Well, so this is Charlie signing off for the um, EVE War. I'm not sure what they finally wound up calling it. World War B, I think, was my favorite name I heard thrown out there, so... We'll stick with that, but yeah, the yeah, the great war, 
the Great War of Eve is over. You can go back to resting safe. I'd like to hail our new casino-based overlords in the Eve universe. May their yep. may their long may their reign be long and prosperous, and may this totally make the Eve a more interesting game again in the near future. So, so the Q, the Yakuza are back in control. Yeah, basically. The money. Basically, <laughs> like, and the best thing is they have interviews with the guys that started the whole war, and they're like, "Yeah, I was bored and thought maybe I could overthrow this group." I'm like, "This is insane! Like, this is like some geopolitical madness kind of bullshit." <laughs> oh. uh, I just thought it was really cool to follow, so put it in the news. Um, so on to the bad part. Uh, not quite bad news yet. Uh, I will be at E3 this year. That's not news. But the bigger part of that is if you happen to live in the Los Angeles area, there will be a public E3 event called E3 Live. Details of what that is is kind of sketchy, but it's open to the general public. The companies signed up for are kind of a weird crowd. But the at least guess so far, it's going to be kind of a mini outdoor, publicly accessible E3 with game demos and video. Like, Alienware is attached to it, a couple energy drinks are attached to it. It's not totally clear what it is, but it could be cool. Mm-hmm. But I will be at E3, but we'll talk about that actually at the end of the podcast, because there will be E3 coverage for this, because I hate myself a little bit. <laughs> I was waiting for, like... There will be a couple of er- there's a couple of energy drinks attached to it. There's always a couple of energy drinks attached a to it. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> a little bit. So um we actually have some Minecraft news, things that neither me or Jeff really care about, but it's kind of big news. Minecraft is getting a PvP mode, which I thought the game already had, but apparently it doesn't. I mean, they <laughs> I feel like this is one of the things they were promised for a long time in PvP Historically, in my understanding, PvP mode is called griefing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that was active already. No, now it's... I guess you could just kill the person as opposed to burning their house down. No, it's a which real... seems almost like a lesser punishment. Yeah, it's, it's a real PvP mode, I guess, this time around, which is kind of cool. And on Now top you just of... need to burn their house down with them in it. Yeah. It's just the combination. Great. <laughs> so on top of that, Microsoft has apparently found a way to get Minecraft allowed onto computers in China, which means we found a way to stop China. <laughs> well, if that doesn't halt the country's progress, I don't know what will. I, as horrible as it is, I want to know what the Chinese Minecraft sweatshop is. Kind of like the guild farming sweat, the gold farming sweatshops in World of Warcraft. I want to mm-hmm. see the Minecraft, I'm not sure what it would be, sweatshop of China. People, like, turn in real-world currency for diamond. That's what I'm guessing it will probably wind up being, kind of. Uh, that's depressing, but yep. I can't really say you, you're wrong. Yeah, yeah. So, um, on to the not-so-great news. Um, Springboarding off of that, yeah. choice topic. Have, <laughs> have you been eagerly awaiting for No Man's Sky, Jeff? Uh, sort of. Well, it's been delayed! Oh, yuck. Surprise! Mm-hmm. A game that's coming out in a, in a month or so has been delayed indefinitely, given that there's no actual release date yet. I, I've been waiting for this news to happen for a while, and honestly, there's been kind of this weird radio dead thing since the last we heard about it, so mm-hmm. not totally surprised in this one, but um, uh, we have uh, a follow-up topic from last week where we talked about the uh, new Division patch, and um, I'm, uh, what do you think I have to say about the Division, Jeff? Uh, the, the dumpster fire is starting to become the Chicago fire. Yeah, it got worse. 
<laughs> uh, as predicted by all that were present last week, the division has, uh, yep, you guessed it, gone back to fucking train wreck status. Excellent. Yeah. So did the so when you cut the rope, did the helicopter float away like a balloon? I, I was reading more <laughs> stuff like um, new missions they were implementing just weren't showing up. Gear was being lost. Characters were getting locked out again. Like it was a resurgence of all of the old issues just coming back to haunt them. I'm I haven't heard enough about actually the new stuff in the game that works. It's like no, it's just it's fucking broken now. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that blows. Yeah, I, I, and I only I. This only made the list because I do love dumping on the division every week a little bit, but because I mean they, they ne- they're a never-ending source of it. They're a never-ending source of it, but they just put out a trailer for um, Ghost Recon Wildlands, one of the other games that was kind of announced around the same time as the division that also looked ridiculously badass. That because of the division, I'm now looking at that game being like, I want to believe. I'm waiting until you come out <laughs> yeah, <I'm> like, <laughs> before I, I give you money. Yeah, I'm like, you need to come out some before I um, get hyped, because I was pretty excited for The Division, and you were not great. Mm-hmm. No, I've it's, been burned before. It's, I'll never again. It's weird. Like, it's the um, Rise of Iron stuff we talked about last week has been confirmed. It's definitely happening. I'm betting the plan was to reveal it this year at E3. Sucks to be you, Bungie. I'll be excited to announce that stuff then. But it's... I. It's really interesting because there were some pretty hard lines drawn between the Division and the Destiny crowd, and the Destiny crowd is just sitting there laughing their asses off to the point where it's like, it's like you have Division apologists where it's like, no, 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 your game is a flaming crane wreck occasionally. Stop acting like it's a functioning game all the time, guys. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, it's that's... That's more or less it for the news, unless you've got anything else you want to add. No League of Legends news or anything? Uh, this week, just the LCS and the LCK uh, started. Yeah. Um, the They had uh, all the Challenger matches took place, like, all week for um, determining who makes their way into the Challenger scene. I wouldn't call it rigged, but, like... Certain teams have, like, oh, the guys on this team are the subs from our A team, so, uh... The ragtag group of, like, I, I don't know, like, bedroom heroes, like, sorry, dreams get crushed sometimes by people who are higher paid and have real world, or, and have stage experience. And it's really unfortunate, but, I mean, all these good players need to go somewhere, or they need to expand the uh, A squad. Yeah, don't get what you're league. saying. They can get, like, beyond, like, move to 14 teams from 10 or 12, like... It'll allow them to have a larger challenger scene and give more people more opportunity. Yeah, but they—I'm sure they're doing the analytics on how much they can sustain. And you do run into the problem of like, in most of the leagues, they have ten or twelve teams, four of them matter, kind of thing. Where it's like there is enough talent to field out, you know, all these teams, but the last place team won one game all season, like the skill gap between them and, like, the other teams may not be as close, so... Yeah, every time I try figuring out how the ranking systems work, I always come across, I'm like, how are these two teams still in it? Like, why didn't you really bump these out and bring someone new up to the table? I get there's, like, a lower-tier tourney system, isn't there? 
There's the Challenger circuit, which, yeah, that's the lower tier circuit. Um, you basically, if you're um, relegated, you instantly go down to it. Or um, How big a jump from the Challenger to the Grand, whatever it's called, league is there? Skill-wise? Yeah. Um, it's hard to say, because like, there have been times like... Um, one of the more popular teams right now is Cloud9. When they first entered the league, they came in through Challenger, so they were obviously a Challenger team at one point, and then they came up and they went on like a 22-game win streak or something like that in the LCS. Like they just, just they just couldn't be stopped and won like every single game for about a season. Um, so it is possible for there to be a Challenger team that's just like way out of everyone else's skill level. Not sure. Um, one of the Challenger team that I was rooting for, Apex, contains a their eighty carry played in the Korean like A squad. A their jungler never got he played in Challenger for two years. He made his way into the LCS. He got fired because his team got sold. So he's kind of a unique instance. Their support has been playing since season one on A-tier teams and, like, is a legend. Um, like, they have players who are previous professional players and stuff. Like, sure. there's not really new talent in the mix. It's just a really good restructuring of older talent in some ways. Um, so there are challenger teams that are absolutely worth looking at, but some, but even then, some of them aren't as good still. So, Yeah. I think that was a long-winded, I don't know, yeah, or no, it's fair. not clear. <laughs> no, because uh, they always talk about how it's like the jump from AAA hockey to the NHL. It's like, no, nah, it's a big divide. Like, it's yeah. a sizable step up. <clears throat> they have a lot of problems, I think, in the NHL. With, like, they'll have like some kid who, like in AAA hockey, will like have 76 goals in a season, and then he'll go up to like the pros and get like 12. Yeah, no, that's... like. What... That's what I was wondering. I guess, like, how big is the divide from the league below the pros, for lack of a better phrase? Yeah. In a lot of ways, it's just like hockey in that, like, some people go from 76 goals down to 12. Others go from 76 goals down to 76 goals. Like, there there's some people that don't do well when they get up there, and there's some people who just blow everyone's expectations out of the water. Yeah. Who is the overchick of... Or sorry, Avechka of the League of Legends scene. Um, the unkillable Demon King, or the best player of all, is uh, Faker. That said, Faker's won two out of the five world championships. That's not. That's better than over. That's over. That, that, that yeah. Eshkin's done. Yeah, in North America, probably the guy who gets a lot of hype for being like the best player around is uh, Bjergsen. Um, some other real big names are like uh, Dade, Mata. It um, mad life. We mad had life. this podcast already. We'll yeah. come back and do league at a more appropriate time. <laughs> I regret asking we'll, my dumb. Questions. We'll take Jeff's muzzle off and let him off the leash another day. Finals are coming up eventually. We'll let him let him roam free then. Well, they just started, so that won't be for like two months. But that's perfectly fine. Yeah, exactly. Or actually, no. I think finals are in October, so we have a lot of a long time. <laughs> and buy a new Game Boy by then. So that's something to do while you talk about league. <laughs> nah, so I guess that brings us to our main topic. Uh, Overwatch. Um, we 
talked about the flaming dumpster wreck that was the division, but this will be the first time we talk about a video game specific. I guess we kind of talked about that Dragon Cancer too, but it's yep. rare me and Jeff actually overlap on the game being played at the same time by both of us. Spectrum yep. and. Overwatch is pretty big right now. This is a shameless cashing in on a popular topic, but I kind of want to talk about Overwatch because, as one might guess with this type of thing, I have some bile, but I'm really curious what your reaction to the game has been so far, Jeff. Uh, So one of my friends was calling it TF3, which I think is a fantastic name for it. Yeah. Um... I mean, I was a big TF2 player back in the oldie days, and then TF2 completely self-imploded. Yes, I I think for the sake of our conversation, whenever me and Jeff talk about TF2, at least in the context of Overwatch, we're talking about back when it came bundled with the orange box and was the vanilla. There there was no hats even at that point in time. Yeah. No swappable gear. It was pretty much, this is what you get. Here's ten maps. Go nuts. Yep. And that was fantastic. Um, And this game's kind of remind me a lot of that because, like, you know, there's no augments. There's no swappable items. There's skins, but, I mean, honestly, I've yet to run into any of the skins that's really blown me away. Yeah. Um, I've I've seen uh, some cool stuff in the game, but, yeah, it's... I feel like I may have missed the hype train for this game or something. Like, the... It's there's definitely something there. Like Overwatch is a really good game, but I'm not sure it's a complete game in my mind. Like it feels like it's missing something important that holds it all together. And I guess like to jump back to uh, Team Fortress Two for a second. Team Fortress Two came bundled with a complete edition of Half Life Two involving all the DLC, the original Portal. And it was Team Fortress 2 at the end of the day. Like, you got three games for the price of... I think I'm missing a game out of that collection, too, even. I mean, it was Half-Life, Half-Life... Epi- or Half-Life 2, Half-Life Episode 2. One and two, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Portal and TF2, that sounds about right. Yeah, so it... it this is gonna sound... So follow me through for this on a couple seconds. It's kind of a weird thought process. It's... The design and world of characters of Overwatch is top-notch. I'm not sure there's a game out there that does those three things cohesively as well as that game does in recent memory. That being said, the world is built so well I would kill to have a single-player mode in that game, like a campaign of some kind, because I want the backstory of all of those characters. I kind of want to know what the hell happened, and this while being very nice and very well-functioning deathmatch arena style thing we have as the as the actual game it's not doing it for me like it's it's good the multiplayer feels really good in that game except when it doesn't for me and that's where the game starts to fall a little short i guess like it's it very much feels like a 20 30 dollar game because it's just an it's just the multiplayer mode but at the same time where team fortress 2 felt complete because it had other stuff attached to it or it was like here's the hard line of where it ends it feels like it's missing a big chunk of what the rest of the game was supposed to be, for me at least. So, I'll start with overall, I really am enjoying Overwatch. Yeah. Um, so there are things that I like, you know, Jeff's personal wish list for this game. One of the big things that glares its way out to me that the game is missing, for one, is Deathmatch. 
um, which it straight up does not contain. Everything yeah. is objective-based, which is fine. The objective games are fun, but I liked my TF2 options. Like, I liked, oh, I'm going to jump in a pub. Oh, I'm going to do Capture Point. Oh, I'm going to do Push the Cart. Like, it, I didn't feel limited. And the thing is, is with Overwatch is they have so many great, like, King of the Hill maps and shit that, like, making it deathmatch would not require any effort on Blizzard's part. Yeah. Um... So that may be one of the things that you feel like you're missing, because that's something that, like, Team Fortress 2 had, was, like, Team Deathmatch, everyone, go get your mace, let's go beat some guys up. Um, I'd be curious how that game actually balances in that case, because there is some very specific balancing based around teamwork in that game. So that game, I know for... Or I've been listening to a podcast... Um, I've been listening to the High Noon podcast, which is the only one that I saw on the RSS list that was, like, focusing on competitive. Um, I don't plan on getting, like, as competitive with this as I did with League, but, like, I do want to understand what I'm doing. And also, this game is in the still, in the, like, Wild West stages of, like, yeah, there's a couple of, like, strategies and stuff I think that some teams like to execute, but there isn't, like, a this is the best way of accomplishing this map, like... The game isn't min-maxed yet. We don't know the best way to do anything. Yeah. Um, right now, we're still doing trial and error, and that's a ton of fun. Um, like, one of the suggestions my roommate made today that I, I actually hope that me and my friend base get to do is, um, is like, okay, we don't understand the law of the characters very well. Let's just accept that we're going to lose the next 20 games and just play... Everyone play the same character, and then we all just compare notes afterward and, like... Say, hey, I found out I could do this really cool thing with it. And, like, just, like, try and get everyone together and try and find everyone's weaknesses and whatnot. Maybe find out, hey, I'm really enjoying May, or I like Tracer, or, you know, Reinhardt's really the guy for me kind of thing. So you're actually touching on the topic, like, the, the thing I actually have the biggest issue with that game is that right now, as a pickup player, that game's pretty okay. In about a month, it's going to be really hard to become a pickup player of that game because I don't have a clan or a group of people I play most PC games with. Like The reality mm -hmm. is I play most of my games kind of, and that's why I like Destiny, because you can get a lot of work done in that game by yourself but still equates to stuff that's helpful in team fights and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But that's unimportant in this case. It's I'm spending a little bit too much time trying to fix teams where it's like, okay, we don't have a healer. Right, but none of you play well enough to actually justify putting in a healer, but my instinct is still to jump in as a healer because we don't have one or something silly like that. And I get it, like, communicate with your team and shit like that, but the reality is for pickup players like me, I don't want to talk to other people when I play a game for the most part. And this game is all about teamwork and communication, yeah. which for now, again, you can get away with. Like, I, I, Ryan Hart, I really like playing. I love the shielding and stuff like that. But the number of times I've been playing and wanted to yell at people where it's like, no, get behind my fucking shield already kind of thing, guys. It's maddening. Like, it's people either are playing it like it's just a straight deathmatch-style game, which they're wrong about, or they're playing it too esportsy already, where it's like, no, we're in a random pickup group. Tone it back a little bit. Well, that's kind of why I, like, argue for Deathmatch being in there, is because yeah. it allows these two demographics to go their separate ways. No, and that's the thing. I don't think the game... The game I'm not sure would work as well as either of us think it would 
in a pure deathmatch scenario, just given some of the advantages other characters have over each other. Well, if you did team deathmatch, it would allow people to still exploit the synergies of each other and no, that's fair. do more counterplay. That's fair. Um, then strictly free-for-all, I mean, I, I'm sure TF2 had a free-for-all, because I'm sure someone wanted it, but it team deathmatch was I much think. more where it was at. Yeah, and I guess the difference is, like, you could successfully play a Team Fortress objective-based thing without communicating. Communicating definitely helped, but the, the <clears> logic <throat> behind it was simpler in some weird ways, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like maybe maybe the logic will get simpler as people get better at the game kind of thing. I am not yeah. good at Overwatch. I will openly admit to this fact right off the bat. Like, I, I like Reinhardt because he has a shoulder charge, and I like characters with a shoulder charge. Yep. I mean, I call him the football tackle. Yeah. Um, so one of the things that uh, I think is going to help solve your problem a lot as well is that because there's ranked and competitive in the game, you'll be able to jump into a more chill server and just kind of lean back and do whatever the hell you want. Yes, but my counter-argument to that is, uh, back when I was playing League, I never got above, like, what, like level 10 or something like that? And part sure. of what pushed me away in that game was the fact that I'd be playing in a level-appropriate match for myself, and I'd be playing with four other character players who were on their Smurf accounts, like, why do you fucking suck at this game? I'm level 10. Well, no one's I actually mean, level 10. Yes, I am. I am new to this game. Why are you playing this character? I bought them because they looked cool. So, League of Legends wasn't always like that. That's, yeah. a much, that's a recent problem after five or six years of existence. I don't think Overwatch is going to have that problem next month. I don't think we'll have it next month, but I think <clears> it's... the game. People are really pushing for this game to have an eSports vibe to it. It's made by Blizzard, which means it's pretty implementable in that case. Like, most of their other games have an eSports system of some kind built around them, which is fine, but eSport communities tend to get a little weird in my book, where it's like everyone gets hyper-competitive, and it's like, it's like, no, you're in a pickup match. Like, it doesn't matter. We're here to have fun... Yeah, We're not going for MLG highlight reels right now, guys. I mean, I think a lot of that, the best way to solve that within... You can't stop people from being competitive. Um, it's in people's nature, yeah. and you can't stop people from lashing out at people on the internet because they're behind a mask. Um, yeah. Welcome welcome to being introduced to the internet, big dick. Yeah, no, no, but, no I'm, um, not saying that, I'm, I'm not saying that... I'm not saying, like... I like losing. No, I'm competitive. I get mad when my teammates lose and shit like that. But, like, have you played a, a pickup match of CSGO lately? No. It ain't fun. Well, I mean, CS always had that. I didn't enjoy pickup matches of CS Source either. But that's because that game became purely about the eSport angle of it. It's like, no, I'm new. Well, that had nothing to do with eSports. It was just people who like dicking on each other in pubs. That a lot too. of those kids, like... They have very nice cushioned KDAs, but they have no understanding of, like, competitive Counter-Strike. Yeah. Because um, competitive Counter-Strike is so much more of a macro game, and then the guys you run into in pubs just are really good Twitch shooters. Yeah, well, stay on topic on this. We're not talking about Counter-Strike. My, my point yeah. is more like the philosophy of that game kind of wound up screwing up the, the competitive angle of it. It was really nice. It's fun to watch. It's got a lot of stuff going on with it. But the casual angle of it became kind of this weird... Eh. It's getting harder and harder to be casual at a game. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how to help you there. <laughs> no, my, my point is well, other games do it really well. And it's... I, I keep going back to this. Like, Overwatch feels like half of a game. It's part of because 
they built the world of Overwatch so well in my mind, I want a chance to explore it. Like, it's got stuff going on. Like, in the fact that it's like, yes, I know this is built on the bones of Titan. I really want to know what the fuck Titan was now. Like, I'm really curious about what the MMO that gave birth to Overwatch is. Mm-hmm. Or was, I, think I guess. Blizzard's going to continue to fulfill that through other media. I mean, that may not be what you want, but I don't. I think that they're going to continue to release sm- short animations, web comics, and like other multimedia things to kind of just continue to construct the world. Yeah, that stuff's fine, but at the same time, it's. It, I want like one or two story missions per character or something like that. I, I need like it's a weird need of I want to like these are all badass characters. I'd mm-hmm. love to play, like, here's that time this character was super fucking badass. And, like, at the same time, the animated shorts do nothing but highlight, like, here's the story of this world. And I'm like, that's a fucking amazing story. What the hell is going on? Why can't I play this? Well, I mean, it's going to be fully Blizzard's prerogative if they want to put the time and the resource into that. Yeah. The problem is, is I don't know if that would actually get more people to buy Overwatch, and if it can't do that, I can't see them throwing. Time no, that, that, that's what I'm it. saying. Like, it's the I am in the weirdest way possible. Like, it doesn't even have to be a good campaign. Like, and this is why I said I'd bring up Doom in this context because, like, the campaign of Doom is just Doom. There's no nuance to it. it's kind of running around killing guys. Yep. In a lot of ways, you could do something like that for Overwatch. Like, I'm not saying go to the length that Doom is, but, like, one, two, maybe three story missions per character that kind of highlight, here's how to play this character and also give you some story or something that goes along with it. Doesn't have to be much. You could even use the same arenas they're using in the game, just something that gives me a context and a mm-hmm. chance to kind of practice being a badass with those characters. I would find really appealing instead of what I wound up getting, which is this condescending and at the same time super useful tutorial system mm-hmm. like it's it I mean just, they do have practice they have practice mode and they have verse AI yeah you know. no and that's that's my issue like it's that all the basic multiplayer stuff exists and in a, and maybe it's like it goes back to the they built a really interesting world for this game and I want to play more of that world personally and there's no way to experience that world because, like, yeah, you can do the missions or the matches and stuff, but it's like, no, nah, it's just multiplayer. There's no story mm-hmm. progression. Like, it's... The lore has built up this whole Talon versus Overwatch thing, but then I have Winston, Reaper, Reinhardt, and, like... Uh, Tracer. Tracer all on the same team, where it's like, obviously this doesn't matter at all. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, there's no actual lore to this. Yeah. So stop I thinking... Mean... Yeah. League of Legends, quote-unquote, has lore, and there are characters that love each other, hate each other, etc., and obviously it's not going to stop you from playing the game. Yeah, but... The The difference being is that League of Legends went to the extent of explaining of, like, every one of these people is basically tied to, like, a demigod and is forced to fight in the arena, like, against... Not necessarily against their will, but not with as much will, so it can make sense of, like, oh, so Cho get... I don't even know. Someone from the Freljord is against somebody from Demacia or something. Yeah, no, but it's like those little. Whereas Overwatch, they're just people. (laughs) Those little details are cool, but at the same time, it's like no one really cares about the world of League of Legends because it's not the focus. Like half the marketing campaign of Overwatch has been 
the animated shorts, the comics, where it's like, no, you, you keep building this interesting world, either back off on that angle, so I'm stopped more... Like, I am infinitely more interested in the lore of Overwatch than any of the multiplayer modes that currently exist. Mm-hmm. I mean, League of Legends does the same thing of, like, they make all kinds of multimedia stuff for, like, they make comics for certain characters and their backstories, they make short videos... It's all there, just nobody cares. <laughs> yeah, but, but at the same time, too, I'm willing to bet the game existed long before any of that extra media existed. Like, the advertising yeah. campaign for Overwatch has been these, like, Pixar-level shorts where it's like, fuck, yeah. that's cool! Yeah. I'll admit the only one I watched was Genji and Hanzu. That's the worst of them so far. Huh. Well, makes that gives me a reason to watch the rest of them. The Tracer like Black one. Widow one is fantastic, and may, it, that's when I always go back to where it's like so much cool stuff happens. That's like obviously you have a story you're trying to tell. Just fucking tell that story already, guys. There's so much cool stuff going on in your universe that you keep walled off behind. This is just multiplayer. Like as much as the Titanfall story multiplayer stuff sucked. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of want something like that in the game. I don't know. Like, it's how much did you pay for Overwatch? Did you get the like thirty, forty dollar version? Or did you get the full sixty dollar version? I got the full. I went with the, I went with the forty dollar version. I'd be happier if I paid thirty. I think forty was a little steep. I think sixty is way too steep for that game. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be honest. I didn't realize there was cheaper options. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's a, you got the origin, which comes with skins that I can't get as a forty dollar buy in player. But at the same time. They do nothing mm-hmm. except change how you look. Yeah. I, yeah. And some of them suck. <laughs> Most of them suck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, like, if it was 30 bucks, I wouldn't care. It's the fact that it got a full $60 release where apparently 20 of those dollars is skins. That's like, mm-hmm. eh. I don't know. It's... And I guess the more and more I play with, the more I'm like, this game will go super competitive eventually, and then people like me that don't want to have to have a team and a group we play with constantly are just going to be iced out. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of what happens with all games as people begin to min-max them. I mean, like, have you gone back and played uh, Super Smash Brothers recently? <laughs> yeah, but that game, it's... I guess eventually, in my mind that game's different, when... because like even the online setting for that game is it's tournament based i guess like it's very much a there's no online pub play for that i guess i mean there's the other flip side to this is um now with league of legends they just introduced dynamic queue and all this stuff which is so long as you're willing to accept where the game places you you will be placed against people of your own skill level yeah so if you're okay and that was one of the things that kind of helped not necessarily improve my game but made me a much happier league of legends player was accepting hey I'm bronze. I'm okay with that. I'm just going to be in and play, or just accept that I'm a bronze player. And I am against the people I should be against. And everything was well. Yeah. I mean, like, when I played StarCraft, it was absolutely the same theory of, like, StarCraft is the interesting scenario of, if you want to have a fun, fair game, play ranked. If you want to get dicked on by some higher-level players, play normals. <laughs> Um, because normals is completely, like, unrestricted. You could wind up against anyone on the fucking planet. And then ranked, you're going to get placed against people of your own level. Right, but the difference there is the fact that StarCraft is essentially a solo game, even in multiplayer. Like, it's 
it's yep. you versus one other person or you five of you versus each other kind of thing. Like it's not you're not relying on a team, which is a very big part of Overwatch. Hey, I keep saying death team deathmatch, man. Yeah. Would would you really the co- complete solution, I guess, is to have I guess the two things I mentioned combined is just have ranked team deathmatch. That way you get placed against other deathmatch players that are of your skill level. I mean, like, in games like Team Fortress 2, there was the same thing of, like, there'd be one guy who just dicked on a full server just because he was that good. So that's the weird thing, because at least in vanilla Team Fortress 2, I don't want to say there was less skill involved, but, like, there was a certain level of, if you're using your class correctly, your actual ability to play doesn't matter that much. Like, it's no, if you're letting the sniper shot charge... Basically, as long as you hit them, they're dead. If you're playing the engineer correctly, that means you're providing dispensaries. Like, it, it, so long as you understand what you're supposed to be doing as that class, you could play correctly and have a lot of fun with it. Like, it's. I mean, the people I always played with were all like, I played with a kid who played in like Cal and um, whatever like the Counter Strike like open leagues were. Sure. And I, played with a guy who actually wanted to play in competitive Team Fortress 2, so I played with a lot of really high-skilled players. Yeah. They could kick the shit out of me. I was never very good. Um, but once they started implementing things like pocket medics, where you would have a soldier whose job was just he rocket-jumped around and rained hell from the sky, and he just had his own personal medic, like, there were all kinds of things that started getting implemented where the skill level went up, and then you'd go into pubs and the fortunate thing for Overwatch is I think it's going to have a large enough community that eventually you'll you may run into these people who are going to dick on you every now and again and you're going to run into these high skill players but you're also going to run into a lot of low skill players. See that's just it. I'm actually not sure the Overwatch community size will maintain. That may be true. Um, yeah. I mean right now I'm seeing it as looking pretty colossal. No, it's it's really big right now. The issue is I'm not sure there's enough game to keep as many people as I Right before yeah. we started this I was getting a uh Blizzard was running an update for Overwatch, so I it all a lot of it comes down to they're going to have to continue to expand the game. That's yeah. it. They've already promised they're expanding the game. Yeah. Um, no, I think it's more. It's the if they go one direction, they're gonna keep a ve- they're gonna keep a certain group of people. Like it's people like me. It's like I find the game fun and would like to play more of it. Again, I'm like, yeah, I I don't care about a ranked mode really. I, I don't care about competitive mode. I get that's the next big thing to come out as it should be. Like if 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 they're gonna go down the esports path, get that out early so people can get used to it and stuff like that. But it's like okay, so really, I feel more get. Get the people who want to play ranked away from me. <laughs> yeah, basically, but at the same time, then, too, it's like, so what's left in the game after that point? It's still... Tons. Uh, that's tons what, of normals. That's just it. There's tons of normals, but there's only, really like, what? There's two or three game modes in the entire game right now, really? Two or three game modes at present. I mean, the di- there isn't many more game modes in, like, Counter-Strike. Yeah, but Counter-Strike's also... And I don't play Counter-Strike for that exact same reason, where it's like... Counter-Strike is built on one game match, basically. Um, Counter-Strike is built on... Well, really, a lot of it's, yeah, bomb delivery. Yeah, it's, oh, it's, um, it's always been bomb delivery. Like, the reality is you're playing Counter-Strike to play bomb delivery. Half the time it becomes Team Deathmatch because 
that might be That's faster. Easier. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's like it's the bomb is a way to draw the other team out. Yeah, bomb delivery is synonymous with uh, with I'm playing on they don't see um, Counter Strike. There's nothing. It's like okay, so what do you got in Overwatch? You've got escort mission or defend. Essentially, is the two game mode you'll find yourself in. There's King of the Hill, Capture Point, and Push the Cart. Yeah. Um, I haven't done the King of the Hill mode yet. What's that one like? There's one Capture Point in the center, oh, and yeah. you push the opposed. That's actually the most deathmatchiest. Um, and then both teams can capture it, and you try and hold it for a certain amount of time. Yeah. You go back and forth between attacking and defending. It's pretty difficult. Um, that you might enjoy more. Maybe I mean, that, it's also possible that you're just not this game-specific demographic. No, and I, I am definitely not. Like, I touched it back in the open beta. I'm like, and this is what annoys me, because there's definitely something there I find super appealing, but it seems to be lacking the things that would hook me normally. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, again, I, mean, I want to like Overwatch, and the fact that I'm like, yeah, I'm not... I don't know. You're also one of, like, the last, like, true single-player players in a lot of things. That's fair. Um... I mean, games in general have been moving away from big single-player campaigns, which, yes, I, I agree is the, is a sad death of an industry in a lot of ways. Um, I'd love to see more good single-player stories and campaigns coming out. I kind of have to screw that. On, the, on PC, absolutely, it's moving away from that. On consoles, it's still been like, nah, this is the, the place for people that don't like playing with other people all that frequently. That's fair. Yeah, it's... That's become the major divide, I guess, in my mind. Like, PCs become very much about connectivity. Console's very much a, do you want to play with people? No, you don't have to. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I really enjoy playing with people. <laughs> no, that's just that. I, I like playing with people at the end of the day. I like multiplayer games. It's just, I like there to be more to a game than just multiplayer, I guess. Like, it's... Yeah. I agree with that, especially with, like, recent history. There's so many games that that's been the major complaint about. Yeah. Um, and, like, things like the new Ghost in the Shell game that I still have high hopes for. I really want to see a great first-person or single-player campaign to come out of that yeah. game. It would be a shit tons of fun. I'd recommend it to everyone on the planet. No, so that's the thing. I think I'm in the same... I'm in the spot with Overwatch you're at with that game, where it's like... The game is, at its fundamental val- at fundamental level, really appealing to me. What's been presented is not the way I want that game necessarily presented primarily. Like it's it's great. The multiplayer part of Overwatch is fine and good. If you're de- if you're in a multiplayer, it's a damn fine game, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. I want more to that game. Like it, it just feels like someone cut a game in half and we only have half of it right now. I mean they've promised us more and the game only just exited beta. Yeah. Um so there's potentially more content to come. I keep harping on Team Deathmatch, but no, it's. I mean, to me, that's an integral part of first-person shooters. The fact you can launch a, thir- a first-person shooter multiplayer-based game without team, without deathmatch, period, it's a little surprising. Yeah. Um. Trying to think. I don't know. Pretty close to the end of on this topic. We're pretty close to the end of our time. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's. It's the big topical topic right now, I guess, and. Like, it, it's weird, because I really want to like Overwatch, because there's so much I... I keep saying this. There's so much I like about it, but something where it's just, it's like, this will appeal to people that have very hardcore gaming groups. For someone like me who's all about that pickup multiplayer, this will not be a good game in a couple months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Um, it, 
will eventually get a meta. It's already got a professional scene. Yeah. But um, that's just it's it, a like, small pro scene, but it's already there based on just beta players. Yeah, but then that's the scary thing, I guess. Like, it's... This game is launching almost at an eSport level right out of the gate, which makes sense. It's a Blizzard game. Like, but even mm-hmm. League didn't have a meta from the beta kind of thing. Um, it didn't, but League also paved the way for the fact that metas now exist. Oh, that's fair. I, I, um, StarCraft probably, I mean, I start StarCraft. going way far back, these types of things exist. Well, Dota had a meta. Mm-hmm. But, um, the popularity of League of Legends and popularizing being a person in the know of the meta, and with the internet and the ability to gain information, like, um, looking up guides and stuff is the norm now. Yeah. Because you can do that. Go back 10 years, and if you wanted to learn how to be good, you called a 900 number in the back of the book. Or you bought... Or the back of the game. Or you bought a damn strategy guide from a store, like a wimp. Yup. So, all that stuff's free now. Yeah. I saw someone selling a strategy guide the other day. I'm like, really? You can sell these? I'm like, you know you have the internet, right? It's always hilarious when Steam tries to sell it as a bundle, like, buy Homeworld and the Homeworld Strategy Guide, and, like, it's cute because I actually own a hard copy of that because it came with my hard copy back in 1999, (laughs) but I'm not giving you extra money for a PDF. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I've been kind of negative. You want to be positive about Overwatch for a second or two, Jeff? It's a ton of fun, and I like it. It is a lot of fun. I will say (laughs) That's why I'm so conflicted, because I do have fun with it, but, again, I keep going back to... It's missing something important to me. Mm-hmm. No, it is a lot of fun. No, definitely. Who's your favorite character? Um, I've basically been playing a lot of Farah. Um, and then when I'm not playing her and I'm trying to practice stuff, I've been trying Tracer and Genji because I like. Back when I used to play Team Fortress Two, I was a scout player. Yeah. And uh, Tracer and Genji are the very like mobile. Genji is much more assassiny than Tracer in some ways. But Tracer's a ton of fun, um, and I like being a ninja, so I yeah. like Genji. Now, my um, issue is I hate all the medics. So, I like, or none of the medics, so I can see why you would hate the medics, because you were a TF2 player, yep. and none of them stack up to the original yep. medic um, from TF2. He, like I was talking about this with my roommate, now I could be totally wrong about all this, but in TF2... A 2v2 of a person and a medic versus two of anything was a pretty fair fight. Yeah. Being, like, Mercy and someone else, my money's on the two random people more than it is on the Mercy and the person. That said, the sustain is necessary. Your team needs someone to be there so that you can actually, like, push objectives and stuff. No, so that's my issue. In the pickup game stuff, when I was playing Team Fortress 2... I love playing Medic. That was such a fun class to play for, like, whatever reason. It had some cool stuff going on. I... Needle gun. Yeah, no, Mercy's okay, but it's dumb stuff for me. It's like her... I understand why her alt can't bring her back from the dead. Why can't her alt bring her back from the dead, though? Like, that's... Of all the weird decisions in that game, it's like, no, I, I get it because she's dead, but at the same time, it's a revive. Like, it's... Just let me hit the button. Yeah, it's like, just, I don't know. just let me do it. Mercy is a ton of fun if you have, like, a fair on your team. You can use her to just basically, like, Fly I'm around. borrowing temporary flying. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's the thing. It's like they keep doing 
potentially cool things with it. Like, it's Mercy is about halfway to being a really good medic. It's like, okay, you have the stream stuff. But it's like, wait, I actually have to let go of the aim button? I have to let go of the fire button to swap targets? Yeah, that's bad. Yeah. And it's like, I I remember this. We were, me and Alex played the Hey, Let's Play for it. It's up on the channel. The medic in Team Fortress 2 recovered health, right? I have no idea. I swear he did, and the fact that Mercy, the medics can heal themselves, I'm like, wait, Mercy what? can. How? Mercy, she has, she has some level of healing from healing other people, and I think she also has a, like, if she's out of combat for, like, five seconds, she starts healing a shit ton hmm. of it back quickly. I wasn't seeing that, but also I was dying Did you bunch, play so. in beta, or did you play in, uh... This. The this, release, so, like, yeah. yesterday? Yeah. Oh, I was playing her today, and it was doing that. Maybe. I don't know. It's It's... I was annoyed because I'm like, no, no, medics recover health automatically. That's, like, the rule. Yeah, because who's going to heal the medic? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, no, Mercy does heal herself back. Yeah, I don't fully understand the mechanic, but I've definitely seen it in action. I know I, she does. I want to like Mercy. It's the fact that she can't self-res that I'm like, I'm like this would make so much sense. Like, that would be yeah. the clutch use for it. It's like, yeah, you can pop people back to life, but at the same time, it's like, no, no, the medic goes down, the medic comes right back up. Yeah. She also, um, her pistol is not as strong it's as useless. the gun it's, was. If you're using it, you're screwed. Well, I'm glad that I now know that it's there, because I got myself into a couple of scenarios where it was like, wow, that guy has ten health, well, I guess I die. You know you have a secondary weapon. I do? I, like, <laughs> try using that secondary weapon, it's bad. Oh, I have, it's not good. Yeah. I mean, it's one benefit, oil. it does 20 damage plus headshots, um, that said, Tracer has 150 health. Yeah. Um, so you're going to have to hit, what, eight shots? Eight body shots. That said, you can lay on that trigger. Um, so it is a bit of a player skill, too, and yeah. how quickly your mouse will respond to you. But it is not and I, is not the ideal weapon, but you don't want to be using it in the first no, place. No, you have fucked up if you're using it in the first place. Yeah. Um, but I guess for your question, yes, I've been enjoying a ton of Farah. Um Bastion's still a thorn in my side, and very good, uh, not Black Widow, um, Widowmakers are a, uh, another thorn in my side. Widowmakers? <laughs> the Sniper. That's Black Widow. Or, oh, Black Widow then, yeah. I think it's Black Widow, could be wrong. Yeah, um, I, I liked Bastion, I liked Reinhardt a lot, I wish you could control that boost of his a little bit better, but, I, <laughs> like, it's, it's dumb stuff where it's like, I'd like, it's like, I want to be able to it swap targets without, like, with, uh, with Mercy. I want to be able to swap healing targets without letting go of the heal button. Reinhardt, I want to be able to boost cancel. Mm-hmm. Because it's a great traversal tool. The issue is you can't aim it well enough. I'm like, no, no, keep the cooldown as it is, but let me cancel out of it. Like, if I get a good run going, I'm using it to get momentum to get me back to the fight, not for anything else. And I get it. Like, it's like, eh, it's supposed to be kind of inaccurate. But the recharge, I would take a slower recharge on that thing, but the ability to cancel it mid-movement without colliding with a wall. Mm -hmm. I think they would want it to have a minimum distance travel. I'd be okay with that, trick too. With, yeah, because part of the trick with that one is not sending yourself off a ledge. Yeah. Um, Reinhardt is a ton of fun, too. Yeah. Um, I actually was playing him today. He's a great tank. I think the one problem with him is he overshadows the other tanks a bit. I, it's, the other tanks in the game aren't tanks. Like, that's... This goes back to my other tick. It's the things that shine in that game are fantastic. The other issue, though, is like the other tanks in that game 
with the exception of the pink-haired chick, aren't really good tanks. Mm -hmm. They don't have very good uh, damage mitigation, and D.Va is just straight up not a tank. D.Va's... I don't know what D.Va is, except I don't like playing as her. She's actually a backline assassin because yeah. her, her weapons are shotguns, so she's been fantastic at close range. And then she uh, she has rocket boosters, so she has the mobility to like go back and murder the other team's mercy. Yeah. Is the way to play her. Um, I'm probably bringing up too much of that min-max no, shit. No, <laughs> you're touching on my point, though, where it's like, <laughs> we're the game is less than a week old, and we're already talking about this type of stratting stuff for it. Like, it's... I mean, I just spent, like... I work with my uh, roommate, and me and him, as of the last week, have... Our company's been in production mode, where I've been making... Me and him have both been making parts, like within, like, two feet of each other, so yeah. we just had nothing to do but chalk talk for, like, eight hours straight. Oh, no, I, I get it. It doesn't... <laughs> it, it's like it's going eSport too quickly, I guess. It's not getting a nice casual. I may have to go back and give Mercy a second shot if she actually can self-heal. Like, that was my mm -hmm. biggest pet peeve. I'm like, I could like Mercy. She's kind of fragile, but I'm like, wait, she can't fucking self-heal? No. What bullshit is this? <laughs> nah, she's got it. I don't know how out. it works specifically, but yeah. it, she does have it. I believe it's out of combat. She starts to regenerate. No, I could believe that. I, it's like it just feels like there's a couple just flat out garbage characters in that game too. Um, I don't know. Every time I start to think that, I meet someone who actually knows what they're doing on it. <laughs> yeah, I. I guess like when I was playing in the non super fast super up uh, the power regen mode, I didn't see a single Mai because that game like, that character shines. And you can be annoying, freezing motherfucker. Some maps lend themselves to certain yes. characters much better. Yeah. She's a pretty good example. Um, You will definitely see more Mai's on certain maps. It also depends on the opposing team's team comp. Yeah. Mai destroys tanks because they're the only person who can't really kill her before she freezes them. Yeah. Um. So she's good against that, and if your opponent is, opponent's team was like, we don't want to run a tank. Well, it's probably not going to be very advantageous to run a Mai. Yeah. Um, and I've had plenty of scenarios. I've just accepted that games are going to go whatever outcome they are, and I'm just going to judge how I do. No, that's definitely kind of... It's, it's weirdly how I'm like, no, it doesn't matter if it win or lose. Why? The victory rewards aren't that much better than the loss rewards, so kind of... Eh. Yeah. I'm just here to... Yeah, if I... Hey, I lost that game. I'll just play another. Like, they're very fast. Yeah, they're... Um, yeah, they're really fast. And I've had plenty of games where I've, like, came in. Now, I do think that, um... So one thing League has that this one doesn't is there's pick order and roll selection. This, it's entirely based on blind pick. So you have no idea what your opponent's picking. And you have no, like... If you jump in and none of your allies want to pick support, there's no, like, pick order or something to kind of, like, make the shit roll downhill. Um... You just get to fight and argue about it. No, so I've so jumped into games with like, I'm playing Farah. We don't have a support. I'm playing Farah. Yep. No, <laughs> and so we wind up losing and just go, eh, whatever. So you're touching on my issue, which is that like in a month or two, people like you that have a group you play with that can organize are just going to steamroll people like me in random pickup matches where it's like, hi, I'm here to play Medic. All of you can't talk to each other. Fuck. Well, League of Legends in any game with a half a matchmaker worth its salt will solve that. Like, in League of Legends, if I queue up with all five of my friends and the entire opposing team is made of 
um, people who don't know each other, they're all almost a tier above us. Um, it puts more skilled players against groups of less skilled Let's ones. Let's see what happens, I guess. I guess I'm not yeah. super confident that will happen, given some of my Hearthstone experiences, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Hearthstone's matchmaker is entirely different. But um, it's made by the same company, I guess. Like, it's... it's I find interesting, I, like, Bungie prioritizes connectivity over skill. No, sorry, they prioritize skill over from connectivity, which drives the high-end players nuts, where I'm like, League yeah. Legends is the same thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm a mid-tier player. I'm okay with prioritize the connectivity. Why? I do better then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how they do it. The other thing is, is Blizzard's a big fan of resetting the ELO every month. Yeah. Um, StarCraft does it. Um, Hearthstone does it. Where, like, every month you competitive starts back with everyone in the same mixer, so... I think monthly everything's going to normalize, then go to crazy, then normalize. So it'll be a fun little influx of, like... I mean, I, one of my few, um, like, claims to fame is I have actually still saved on my phone. I was playing... Or actually, it's saved on my computer. I got to play Hearthstone, and I jumped into normal, and I actually got queued up against Zion Spartan. Nice. Who's a professional League of Legends player. <laughs> and I fucking dicked on him, and it was great. And I have uh, him surrendering saved. And um, that said, he could crush me in League of Legends. Yeah, no, it's day. different games. Like it's... Yeah. Um, but, like, every now and then you get lucky against, like, someone who's way above your level, and that's really fucking cool to yeah. be able to say shit like that. Yeah, no, I, um, I think we're both interested in seeing what the future for Overwatch ultimately winds up being. I, I'd like to see more support for those of us that are, like, maybe I'm not still on the eSport angle. I think you're kind of interested in seeing how the meta evolves at this point. But, yeah, I, yeah. I think we're both in the same boat of there's something special about this game. I'm just super pessimistic about it. <laughs> Which is normal. I was say, isn't that normal? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't mean to come off as, like, the negative one, but it's like, I really want to like this game, but there is something that stopped me from saying it's, like, a 10 out of... A, if I had to give it a score, I'd be like, eh, it's an 8 out of 10, maybe a 7, because it feels like half the game's missing. That yeah. half is fucking solid as shit, but... Say, caution doesn't exactly mean negative. Yeah. Or cautious doesn't mean negative, and I want more doesn't mean shitting on. Yeah. So, you're not, like, doing... Like, you're not sitting here going, fuck Blizzard. That's I mean, why I play StarCraft. Not since they closed down the Warcraft or the World of Warcraft servers. I mean, I can play... We have plenty of reasons to say, fuck Blizzard, but yeah. this isn't one of them. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like, I just want more to the game at the end of the day, and what it is isn't enough for me. But, yeah, I guess we've, we've probably beaten this horse to death enough. Yeah. Any last thoughts you want to throw out on the Overwatch topic? Um... Stop sniping me. <laughs> That's fair. That's <laughs> yep. fair. So, night, yeah. everybody. No, we're not, we're not done yet. Oh, we're not. We got some channel bullshit to do quickly. Um, because we didn't do it at the beginning of this, as we occasionally mention, we are the official podcast of Something Wicked Studios. You can find us on YouTube. If you voted in the Extra Life t-shirt competition for the retro Woo-hoo. design, like a go bunch Jen. Of, yeah, go Jen, like we all, we, a bunch of us asked you to do. Thank you so much for doing that. Thank you for the win, et cetera, et cetera. We also now have an email for this train wreck of a podcast. If you want to tell us we suck, want to ask us some questions, just want to... Whatever <laughs> if you, you want, want to tell us we us. suck, feel free to go hunt down Ricky Simmons and have him personally let us know. <laughs> yeah, no, it's... Just, it, <laughs> 
Or at least let me know again. <laughs> you want to send us weird stuff in the email? Go for it. You may wind up on the channel. Who knows? You got a topic recommendation for us? Go for it. Uh, you can email us at wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Again, that's wicked, W I C K E D, awesome, A W E S O M, cast, C A S T, at gmail.com. Like the podcast is named and shit like that. Uh, yeah, we're happy to find out we have some subscribers, and maybe if you want to send some stuff in, we can do something with it. Uh, like we mentioned, Jade Empire started up on the channel. There's an Overwatch video. You get to watch me be the least MLG player ever. <laughs> Fucking. I have some good Reinhardt moments. That's about it, though. Um, Metal Gear is continuing. Soma is wrapping up soon, I want to say. Um, but, yeah, I'm not a liar this week. Jade Empire is up. We're hitting the ground running with that. Go watch some Kung Fu videos. Say, Jade Empire looks awesome, so definitely go watch it. And I'm not paid to say that, actually. (laughs) None of us are.